Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Friday edition, Outkick the Coverage. We are here and we are rolling into the divisional round playoff games. Two tomorrow in the NFL, two on Sunday. The final weekend of the NFL season where there will be four different football games. The final weekend of football in general. Unless you want to count the XFL where there will be four different games to watch. I think the wild card and the divisional round are the two best weekends of the NFL season because there's so much good football on television to watch. Will these four games be entertaining or anywhere near as entertaining as the four wildcard games that we watched the last weekend, which were absolutely spectacular? What stories will we be talking about come Monday when we roll back in for the show as we get ready? By the way, I'll be down in New Orleans as we get ready for the national title game between Clemson and LSU. We have got a lot of fun football coming in the next three days. If you are a big football fan, like pretty much everybody who is on this show and everybody pretty much who is probably listening to this show is, we are going to have a lot of fun. So the question is, as we inch closer and closer to these games, it is now the eve of the Saturday games. Uh, what I'm looking right now at the absolute latest lines as we get ready for those games and uh, they really haven't moved that much. The expectation is that Sunday night's game between Seattle and Green Bay, where it's going to be frigid, I saw where they asked for 700 shovelers to help clear out some of the snow there in Lambeau. 
That game, uh, according to odds makers, is expected to be the closest. Meanwhile, in the AFC, Kansas City and the Ravens are prohibitive favorites, and the 49ers have also been a touchdown favorite and have about stayed there throughout. So, as we uh, go and get ready for this weekend's games, I want to bring in the crew. We do this every single, uh, what do we do this? Every single Friday, pretty much. We draft, right? We draft what we think are going to be the best games. I will also include LSU and Clemson here. And uh, and there are five games, and there are five of us to be able to draft. So uh, I will tell you that I think the best game of the weekend, and I'm going to include Monday in this, I think the best game of the weekend is going to be the Clemson and the LSU game. I think it's going to be... Look, I'm not trying to take anything away from the four NFL games, and I'll be watching all of them. But if you told me that I could only watch one of these five, I'm going with LSU and Clemson because I think we have the potential to have an absolutely iconic college football national title game featuring the number one overall draft pick in 2020, Joe Burrow, going up against the number one overall draft pick in 2021, Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow, if he takes LSU to 15-0, and if they complete that perfect run, we're talking about one of the best college football teams of all time. If you consider all of the victories they've had against top 10 opponents, whether it's Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Oklahoma, Texas, back when they played against them uh, in, the, uh, in, in Georgia, in the earlier part of the season and would finish it off with a top 10 win against Clemson. And meanwhile, if Clemson were able to get the win, we're talking about Trevor Lawrence potentially playing his entire college football career without losing a game and maybe going with three straight national championships, which is kind of just insane to even think about. So in this game on Monday, the narratives that are being set up are simply phenomenal. Uh, And either way, it's going to be a lot of fun to kick back and watch this game down in the Big Easy in New Orleans on Monday night. So we'll be talking a lot about this game uh, on Monday and Tuesday doing the show live from New Orleans. But that uh, that is the game that I would draft number one overall. Let me go ahead and bring in the crew and find out who they would draft number one overall in this uh, in this scenario. Uh, Danny G, who's your number one pick? I'm going to take the early game tomorrow, Minnesota Vikings at the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's going to be great, too. Yeah, Santa Clara is going to be rocking. Two really good defenses. Both teams have excellent running games, and we still don't exactly know what we have in either Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G., is one of those two quarterbacks going to stand up and make a big difference in this game? It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I like that. I think it's a solid choice. Strange stories coming out of Minnesota. I, I, I haven't seen a really detailed example, but I don't understand how Adam Thielen ended up slicing his ankle in a what should be a relatively calm practice. You know, I, I, there's talk that he may not be able to go. He's got stitches. That should be impossible. I know we had the injury that happened to Tom Brady. Remember when his uh, when his finger got uh, got ripped and he had to get stitches and everything else. But 
this is I think that was a couple of years ago in the in the uh, in the practice when his hand got caught on a uh, uh, you know like on a freak play. That's a little bit easier for me to understand as a quarterback how your hand gets caught on a helmet or whatever it was than it is to figure out how in the world does Adam Thielen get so injured in his ankle that he needs stitches, that he gets a bad enough cut, especially when you already knew that Thielen had a you know tender hamstring all season long. It seems like he would be going particularly easy uh, and not putting himself in a position where he could injure himself in any way. So that's uh, troubling, I think, if you're a Viking fan, to think that Thielen, who finally seemed like he was rounding back into form and made a huge play on the deep ball against the, the Saints to effectively nearly win that game for the Vikings, that he could injure himself as severely as he did, uh, that's, uh, that's troubling. I'm on the Vikings, by the way, plus seven. I like the Vikings to keep this close, but that does make me a little bit nervous. Dub, what game you got? Well, first, if I had the overall number one pick, I would go with your selection. You agree with, with me that Clemson LSU, LSU is must-see. I mean, I think this is has the potential of being an all-time classic and for yeah. all the reasons you mentioned. You know, LSU going for the perfect year in Clemson. They're 29-0 the last two seasons, so I think that is going to be an unbelievable scene. But for me, with what I have left, I'm going to go with Titans-Ravens because I'm really curious to see how these Titans come out to play after such a such a huge, huge win against New England last week. I'm curious to see if Derrick Henry can once again put the team on his back and carry the offense. And I want to see if Brian Tannehill can bounce back because he really didn't play very well last week. And for the Ravens, a lot of these guys haven't played a meaningful football game since mid-December. So they there could be a rust factor here for Baltimore. So... Uh, yeah, that's the game I'm going to go with. See if the Titans can pull off another upset win and move to the AFC Championship game. Three weeks off for the Ravens is a huge amount of time to not play, for many of their players, a game that really matters very much. And I'm, I'm still curious about this Mark Ingram calf injury. Reports are that he's going to go, and it would stun you if he did not attempt to go, given the circumstances and scenarios at play here. But... The fact that he hasn't really practiced and he is such a linchpin of their read option attack and also uh, the safety valve for Lamar Jackson throwing short, you know, when uh, when everything else falls apart is, I think, uh, a, a little bit alarming. And what I wonder, you mentioned Ryan Tannehill did not play well. He didn't play well at all. He had two fumbles and an interception through for 72 yards in the uh, in the game. It's interesting. I went back because uh, the 20th anniversary of the Music City Miracle was this week. In fact, Wednesday when we had Mike Keith on the uh, the radio here, the voice of the Titans who made that iconic call. And I looked at the stats uh, because they were all this oral history of the, uh, of the 20-year anniversary of the Music City Miracle. And Steve McNair threw for almost the identical amount of yards as Ryan Tannehill in that game uh, for the Music City Miracle. It was the first playoff win ever of Steve McNair's career, much like it was the first playoff win ever of Ryan Tannehill's career. And uh, and McNair obviously made bigger and better plays as the, as the playoff run continued. So I'm curious whether he can follow, Ryan Tannehill can follow that, uh, that example and, uh, and play a lot looser and with a lot uh, – you know, just a lot more uh, of the same sort of panache that he showed in the final 10 games of the year, or 
are the Ravens going to stifle him again? I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be an incredible game. Uh, what about you, Eddie? You got uh, so we've got the Clemson. I I I think Clemson LSU is going to be the best game. I agree with Dub. Uh, I, I think on some level that I it's hard for me to say that I wouldn't watch the Titans and the Ravens is my top pick in the NFL. Uh, it's hard for me to be objective on that because I've been a season ticket holder for 20 years now for the Titans. Uh, but who would you take uh, and roll with, uh, Eddie, in your uh, in your draft here? Well, I would also take the college football national title game yeah. if I had the number one pick. That being said, I'm pretty happy with the fourth pick of getting what is likely going to be a matchup of future Hall of Fame quarterbacks yeah. in Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay hosting uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle. You've got the Seahawks 7-1 and one away from home playing in Atlanta. Eight and one, and Green Bay seven and one at home this year. So uh, I think that one will be a uh, very good matchup. Green Bay only three and two against playoff teams. Uh, they uh, eight and one is a, a number that I think is pretty extraordinary for how good Russell Wilson has been. Usually, the number you know the twelfth man and all the talk about how much of a home field advantage the Seattle Seahawks have. They haven't been very good at home. Uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, especially compared to how good they have been on the road. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think that Seattle has a very good chance as a four and a half point underdog to go on the road and beat, uh, the Packers. And if that happened, can you imagine? I mean, it's possible that the Vikings could pull off the upset and the Seahawks could end up hosting the NFC championship game as the five seed because both the five and the six are still alive, uh, in the, uh, in the postseason there. And so the Seahawks aren't just alive for the NFC Championship game if they beat the if they beat the Packers. They will know by the time they play on Sunday night, hey, we could be playing to win this game and play for the NFC Championship at home in front of our home fans, even though Seattle hasn't been very good. Both Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, especially for Aaron Rodgers. How many more years is he going to be in this good of a position to finally get that second Super Bowl and look, the first Super Bowl is what validates you. That's kind of how we judge in, in this day and age uh, the overall quality of a uh, of a quarterback. But getting that second one puts you in a different stratosphere than having just one. And especially as good as Aaron Rodgers has been of his generation of quarterbacks, he definitely feels like the kind of guy who should have more than one Super Bowl, much like Peyton Manning did when he finished off his career by getting that second Super Bowl. I think that was a big statement. Uh, got to two and two all time in the Super Bowls. I mean, look, Brady is off the charts with six, but getting two is pretty monumentally massive. And so for Aaron Rodgers, as he gets ready for that game in Lambeau, I think it's going to be an incredible one on, uh, on Sunday night. Uh, what about you? You got one game left, Roberto. Who are you taking? Well, Eddie took my game. I love it because it's on a Sunday. On Sunday, I have more time to watch football than I do on Saturdays. Uh, well, I guess I go with uh, the Chiefs and the and the Texans. Uh, I, I'm not a believer in Andy Reid when it comes to the playoffs. I think that he always falls short, and I think he's going to fall short again this year. I don't know if it's going to be against against the Texans or it's going to be in the Super Bowl again. Andy Reid to me is the Dusty Baker of uh, of the NFL. We can can win the big game, and I'm interested to see what happens against the Texans. We may have to do a. I believe I have. Do I? You you, you have the list in front of you right now, uh, uh, Danny G. I think I have the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Right? You that, do. That, that so was my you, preseason pick. Yeah, you need a new NFC team. 
Uh, Roberto, I the Chiefs to beat the 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 uh, Saints, right? Saints, and Roberto also needs a new NFC team. He picked the Saints as well. Dub needs a new AFC team. He picked the Patriots. Because we all, all, every one of our teams, at least that we had in the Super Bowl, made the playoffs, which is actually yeah. kind of a surprise, you know, given how things can go. I still feel good about the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl overall. Um, but if I had to pick somebody new in the NFC now in order to uh, to play against the Chiefs, uh, man, that's that's kind of tough. I mean, I think I'd have to go with the 49ers because they're kind of a substantial favorite right now and they're going to get to play at home. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess I'd take the safe play and go 49ers now as my new replacement for uh, for the NFC. But I still like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl overall. Who would you go as a new team, uh, Dub? Yeah, I need a I need a new team in the AFC. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well because I actually have them in real life to win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to roll with them. Yeah, I I think that we're setting up for a Chiefs and a Ravens AFC Championship game, which would be pretty electric uh, to see what exactly could happen there. But I like the Chiefs better. I just like Mahomes. I think he's more reliable. I think his game he's he's been more challenged. I mean, look. If D. Ford could have lined up on side, they would have been in perfect shape to potentially win the Super Bowl last year. So I don't even think this is remotely difficult. Uh, I, I'm sticking with the Chiefs. What about you, Roberto? What would you flip to in the NFC? Uh, I guess I'm going to go here. I'm going to I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Taking the Seahawks here. That's a pretty bold pull. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see exactly what ends up happening. All right, there's the uh, early draft. Uh, on Friday of the weekend, including Monday, the five games to come from the five of us. And like I said, it's going to be a pretty extraordinary uh, uh, role as we get going for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday's games. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it is the Friday, the calm before the storm. Two Saturday divisional NFL playoff round games. Two Sunday divisional NFL playoff round games. And Monday night, we've got LSU Clemson down in New Orleans. All of that rolling together for three straight days of pretty outstanding football. A crescendo on the season. We have only right now seven games remaining in the NFL season and four of them will be played on Saturday and Sunday to set the table for the final four in the NFL, the AFC and the NFC championship games. We, not surprisingly, have been breaking down those games a great deal all week. We'll continue to do so as we inch closer and closer to uh, the kickoff on Saturday afternoon of the first game between Kansas City and Texas, uh, the Texans. But we also have major news in the world of coaching, which we kind of just hinted at so far. Mississippi State fired their head coach, Joe Moorhead, in the wake of a really disastrous bowl game performance. But really, everything got put in motion in the SEC with the Egg Bowl. Now, if you're out there listening to me, I know that we have listeners in all 50 states right now listening along, and 49 of those states may not know as much about the Egg Bowl. Uh, Some of you do, that Mississippi and Mississippi State is a brutal rivalry. These two schools hate each other. Uh, They are the smallest schools in the SEC West in many ways. They're fighting aggressively against each other, oftentimes to try to avoid being at the bottom of the SEC West pile. It is a brutal, nasty, awesome, exhilarating rivalry. 
And so most recently in the Egg Bowl, it was a 21-20 to Mississippi State win. But the way the game ended, for those of you who forgot, Ole Miss scored with, I believe it was like four seconds to play. And the receiver who scored immediately got up, ran to the back of the end zone, hiked his leg, and uh, pretended to pee on the field like he was a dog. This was a celebration that was made famous a couple of years before by DK Metcalf, who everybody now knows, if you're an NFL fan, he didn't remember him at Ole Miss, you now know him as the guy who uh, went off for 160 yards receiving in uh, his rookie debut game on behalf of the Seahawks against the Eagles. But before that, A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf, both of whom could be integral parts of their respective Seahawks and Titans game team games uh, in the divisional round of the playoffs, they were teammates on Ole Miss. And in fact, they were in the same recruiting class at Ole Miss, all right? So D.K. Metcalf, two years ago, does the dog peeing celebration in the end zone, uh, and then it is mimicked by the receiver Elijah Moore. The official immediately throws a flag, and as a result, the, uh, the extra point is moved back 15 yards. The kicker then misses the extra point, and as a result of the way this game goes down, Ole Miss fires Matt Luke, uh, their then head football coach. Really directly tied to this celebration because it's likely that Ole Miss would have gone for two, potentially, in that scenario. And if Ole Miss had won that game, then Matt Luke would have kept his job. But the peeing celebration was kind of the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back. And so he is gone. He's fired. But Mississippi State is also not happy with Joe Moorhead, and they had been planning on firing Joe Moorhead if if he had not uh, won the Egg Bowl. So Joe Moorhead gets to keep his job. The problem is Mississippi State people are still not happy with him, and Ole Miss goes and hires Lane Kiffin and immediately jolts the entire program with a great deal of energy. And Joe Moorhead looks even worse relative to Lane Kiffin. Then Mississippi State advances to a bowl game. They're 6-6. They get beaten by a mediocre Louisville team. They have team fights. The starting quarterback can't start because he got punched in a practice. And Joe Moorhead gets fired. And so as a result, Mississippi State is back in the coaching search. Well, as if this thing can't get any wackier... Mississippi State is close to hiring Judge, Joe Judge, who is a former Mississippi State player on the coaching staff with Bill Belichick when the Giants sweep in and offer him the job instead. So Mississippi State back to the drawing board and they end up, I think, getting the best possible candidate they could have in terms of energizing their fan base. They decide to hire Mike Leach. The other guy they really seem to look at aggressively is Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, formerly from Washington and USC. And so as a result, Mike Leach hired away from uh, Washington State, the Pirate now headed back 
to the SEC. And I say back to the SEC because a lot of people don't remember that Mike Leach was the offensive coordinator for Kentucky back in the day. Uh, And so as a result, you now have a situation where the SEC West is just absolutely stacked with talent when you look at the coaches. You've got Nick Saban, who's the greatest coach of our lives in college football. You've got Jimbo Fisher, who won a national championship at Florida State. You've got Coach Ed Ogeron, who is coaching on Monday to win a national championship for LSU. Gus Malzahn at Auburn, who has played and coached for a national championship uh, with, uh, with Auburn in that back in the day against Florida State. They almost won. They gave up a late touchdown pass to Jameis Winston. Then you've got Lane Kiffin, who has had a lot of success in coaching, I would say. It's fair to say, considering he's only 44 years old. Uh, Then you've got Mike Leach, who took, I believe, Texas Tech to number one in one of the early uh, polls uh, that season with the Michael Crabtree year when he beat Texas and uh, then went on the road and lost to Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. I think he got him to number one in a few polls uh, and has won at a historically high rate at both Texas Tech and Washington State relative to the success levels otherwise of those programs. And then, oh, by the way, you've got an offensive lineman, Sam Pittman, who is the coach of Arkansas that isn't that proven one way or the other. But you're talking about an incredible bevy of coaching talent I love this hire for Mississippi State. It makes the Egg Bowl and it makes the state of Mississippi in general an absolute battleground, one of the most entertaining states for football in the nation given how intense this rivalry is between Mississippi and Mississippi State. And I want to bring in my crew and see what they think about this. You guys obviously aren't really paying that much attention to the Egg Bowl on a general basis. But Danny G, when you saw this, Did you think to yourself, hey, maybe this is a story I'm going to start paying attention to. This is phenomenal for college football, particularly if you're an SEC fan. But if you're just a college football fan in general, there's going to be a lot of good storylines that come out of the state of Mississippi now. I can't believe you were able to trace it all the way back to that. To the peeing? Yeah, it's amazing, the timeline on everything. It might be the greatest thing that's ever happened to Mississippi (laughs) athletics history uh, that uh, that they had that pee ceremony because it ended up costing Ole Miss its coach. And it might well have ended up costing, in some way, Mississippi State its coach, too. Now, you talked about it a little bit with Lance Taylor on Mike Leach and how he's kind of strange. He's definitely a different character. But the reaction yesterday, I read a couple of articles, and there's one in the USA Today on their website where they say Mississippi State backed themselves into a corner and that they think Mike Leach is going to get exposed. His offense will be exposed by better college athletes playing against him and that um, he was a desperate hire. What do you think about the criticism? Who said that? Uh, let's see. That is... Is it Dan Wolken? It is Wolken. Yeah. Uh, we need to pull the clip. I mean, Leach and Dan Wolken have had a feud going. Ah, that explains this article. So then. I think he took a shot. Do you remember that, Dub, when we had him on the uh, we had him on the Wins and Losses podcast? First of all, he's phenomenal. If you're If you're out there and you're listening to us right now and you're like, Hey, I wonder what Mike Leach is really like. He spent two and a half hours with us on the Wins and Losses podcast. So if you got a long drive coming, first of all, we got Eddie George up this week, and that's pretty outstanding. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. But, Dub, I mean, that interview we did with Mike Leach, I mean, it kind of gives you a good sense for what he's truly like. 
It sure does. And, you know, you're right. It, it, it is a full two and a half hours because Mike Leach did most of the talking in oh, that yeah. one. And I do remember he did not uh, he did not mince words when he spoke about Dan Wolken in that interview. Yeah, he absolutely eviscerated him. I mean, I, I, I we could pull the audio probably at some point, but it's not a surprise that Dan Wolken, who is a writer at the USA Today, uh, would say that Mississippi State made a bad hire because he doesn't like Mike Leach. So, I mean, that was like kind of self-evident. I think it's a really good hire. Now, I don't know how successful Mike Leach is going to be. I, there's a strong argument to be made that Mississippi State is the toughest job in the SEC. And Mississippi State fans get mad about that, but they've won one SEC title since uh, in their history, and it was in 1941. So they have never won a football title in the SEC in a post, uh, in a post, uh, you know, like uh, Pearl Harbor era. Not that we're like the post Pearl Harbor era is a pretty big one, uh, but going all the way back to 1941, they have never won a, uh, they have never won an SEC title since then. And you can argue, look, I don't think Kentucky's a great job. I don't think Vanderbilt's a great job, but it's easier to win in the SEC East right now. Uh, than it is in the SEC West. So I think you can make an argument that, that Mississippi State is the worst job in the SEC. And so what I think will happen is I think Leach will have historic success that's good for Mississippi State, which will still be not that great in the grand scheme of things. I believe Mississippi State and Vanderbilt are the only two SEC schools all time that have a losing record. In other words, they have lost. I think I'm correct in that. They have lost more games in their history as a football program than they have won. Uh, so it, it, this is not an easy job. So this is about as good of a hire, I think, as Mississippi State could possibly make. Dub, you're an Auburn fan. I mean, you kind of know for Mississippi State. When you hear Mike Leach to Mississippi State, are you like me thinking to yourself, that's basically as good as Mississippi State could do? Yeah, I do think that to myself, and I was a little surprised Arkansas didn't make a bigger run at them when they were looking for their new head coach. And as an Auburn fan, I'm not like that excited about this because that means that's another game where Auburn and the rest of these teams in the SEC are going to have to prepare for a Mike Leach offense. And yeah. people can talk about how great SEC defenses are and that his system won't work. But I just don't buy that because he's had success every single place he's been. At Texas Tech, he had an unbelievable record for that program. And at Washington State, he turned a program that was like 1-11 before he got there and turned them around. And they were top 15 in the country a few times during his tenure there. So I think it's an unbelievable hire. And as far as the stories go and the storylines with Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin going head-to-head in the state of Mississippi, the Egg Bowl, like you mentioned, is now must-watch TV on Thanksgiving Day every single year that those two guys are in their position. I think you'll have a higher quality of player because there's so many good players within a three- or four-hour drive of Starkville, Mississippi that don't exist when you're in Lubbock, Texas or when you're up on the Palouse in uh, Washington State. Like There just aren't that many really good high school football players in close proximity to you, and so I think he'll have a higher level of talent than he's ever had before, which will lead to, uh, you know, every bit as good of results as he had at Texas Tech and at Washington State. Now, it's tougher in the SEC, there's no doubt, uh, but you don't have to play nine games in conference either. You get eight conference games, which means most of the time Mississippi State tries to slot it so that they get four out-of-conference wins which means you get bowl eligible if you win two games. You get to play Kentucky every year, 
which helps. I know Mark Stoops has had things going in a good way at Kentucky, but that's a game that typically Mississippi State has had a lot of success in. So that you feel like you have a good chance of winning that game. And then Arkansas is not very good, right? So, I mean, if you could beat Arkansas and Kentucky, you get bowl eligible, and then you would like to hope that you can pluck away one of those guys uh, every now and then. You know, maybe you beat an Auburn or you beat an LSU or you, you know, kind of cycle up and find your way to win. Look, what Dan Mullen did at Mississippi State was extraordinary. He got them to number one overall. He got Dak Prescott there. I think with what Dan Mullen has done in his first two years at uh, at Florida, there's nobody who can doubt how good of a coach uh, Dan Mullen is and was. And I think he took Mississippi State to about the apex of where they can go. But I think that uh, that Mike Leach has the potential to put him right back there in a really entertaining fashion. What do you think about this, Eddie? Like, you're a college football fan, but when you saw Mike Leach to Mississippi State, what was your first thought? Well, I know you would uh, kind of mention that this was a possibility, and I, I will admit, as a college football fan, I'm a sucker for these rivalry games. Oh, I, yeah. I always try and watch the Apple Cup and the Egg Bowl and all those types of games. Yeah, right. I mean, Arizona, Arizona State games that I normally wouldn't really care about, but if it's that matchup, I always like watching it. So, uh, yeah, the Egg Bowl is always one of those ones I try and catch if I can, and, and now uh, it is definitely going to be uh, – pretty close to must-see TV for for those types of programs. Yeah, you know what? I, this is what I think is so great about college football and college basketball to an extent, too, but more so for college football is it's so intensely regional. And if you live in these states, you know, like the Apple Cup you mentioned, if you lived in the state of Washington, it's a big deal who wins Washington, Washington State. It may not be nationally usually a big story. You know, back in the day when Clemson wasn't very good, the, the game in South Carolina between Clemson and South Carolina. Huge game in that state. The game in basketball and in football, Louisville versus Kentucky. Huge games. If you don't live in those states, you don't necessarily pick up on how bitterly partisan those games can be and how fabulous of rivalries they are. And I feel like the Egg Bowl, because most of the time, it's not a matchup of two really, really good football programs in terms of national scale that it gets a little bit under the radar. Like, people know Alabama-Auburn, right? In-state, huge Southern rivalry game. They know how big that is. They might know historically in recent history, Florida-Florida State has been big, right? A lot of these big games, A&M and and Texas, when they used to play and they should be playing again, uh, in my opinion, at some point in time, that rivalry needs to come back. Those games have been national enough in scope that people have been aware of them, but most of the time, the Egg Bowl hasn't been and I think it's going to be must-see television in Oxford this year uh, for everybody out there to know what's going to happen with all the buildup that will occur with Leach and with uh, and with Kiffin, both of whom I, I bet will have a lot of uh, interesting things to say along the way. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Bring in now Alex Boone, eight-year NFL veteran, Played for the Vikings, and he played for the 49ers, and I think most recently played for Arizona. Alex, first time on the show. Appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much for having me. So, uh, as a guy who played in the NFL as many years as you did, are you incredibly geeked up when the playoffs get here? Does it feel different for you even not playing now than it did in the regular season? Is this a, 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 just a different hype level for you? Oh, absolutely. This this is like the real type of football for me. And this is like the real defense with a great quarterback and a fabulous run game. So, you know, it's going to be some hard hitting, some great strategic matchups going on. And really, this is like 
the real type of football that you want to watch. Guys that are really in it to win it. They know what's at stake. They know what they have to do to win the game. And it's really like, hey, listen, who's going to show up and who's not? Yeah, and speaking of showing up, I mean, how surprised were you that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings showed up and beat the Saints last weekend? I will say that I wasn't surprised that the the Vikings did. I was more surprised that Kirk did. I think we all were. We were all waiting for that one moment where he was like, all right, put it on my shoulders. I can do this. We as a team are going to get over this hump together. And, boy, they did it masterfully. And and Mike Zimmer deserves a lot of credit because he lost some players in the secondary. And the whole Drew Brees, on the year that he broke the touchdown record, like I think people overlooked this, how well of a game that was because it was so complimentary offense and defense. All right, so let's dive into some of these matchups, and I appreciate you coming on with us, Alex Boone, uh, NFL veteran here. Uh, let's start with the first game that we're going to see tomorrow, the first kickoff, the Texans going on the road against the Chiefs. Now, the Texans won back in week six on the road in Kansas City, but Kansas City seems to have gotten their defense fixed since then. Uh, do you give Deshaun Watson and the Texans much of a chance to go on the road and pull off the upset against Mahomes and the Chiefs? Absolutely. They've done it before. They've shown they can do it. But I think the problem is going to end up being, can they contain Mahomes? If you look at this defense, and yeah, they are like re-sizzled with J.J. Wattback. And if you didn't see that coming, blame yourself, because all week they all talked about it. This dude's back. We're super excited. Can't wait to have him. Look what he's going to do. First sack. That entire team was like, all right, we belong here. We can do this. Let's go have some fun. And you saw what Deshaun Watson can do. But can you contain Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. Uh, And so if you can't contain Patrick Mahomes, you're probably not going to be able to win that game. What about – we were talking earlier about Derrick Henry. You played high school football. You played college football. Can you believe that Derrick Henry ran for over 12,000 yards in high school football down in Florida? I almost can because I've seen the way he's been running over grown men. I mean, when you watch him run, here's the thing that bothers me, and maybe this bothers you too. It looks like he's almost in slow motion, but the minute he hits someone, it like he eviscerates them. You're like, dude, what just happened? You're supposed to tackle him, and nobody can do it. So, yeah, I believe it. And that, to me, is why this game is going to be a little bit closer than people think. Like They're like, oh, Lamar Jackson's going to do this. Yeah, I get it. Lamar's doing great. That offense is having fun. I played in it. I know how it goes. But Mike Vrabel is really, really smart. Dude, look what he just did to Bill Belichick. He had him screaming on the sideline. Thank you. We've seen it for the first time ever. Bill Belichick finally got phased. So do you think you played on the offensive line? What does it feel like to block for someone like Derrick Henry? You saw like when he got when anytime he gets to the next level, it's like people are allergic to contact. None of those DBs, none of those safeties really want to try to take him down. How much of a of a geek job is that for you on the offensive line when you see him get through the hole and you know that he's going to punish somebody? Dude, it's huge. I've seen guys like cry on the other side. They're like, "Hey, please, just." Don't run power again. You're like, sorry, man. Zero's running the show, not me. And he's a diabolical person. But you talk about a guy like Derrick Henry, what he can do when you get him on the corners, right? Like, then he has to start an impact on the pass game, too, because corners start to get worn down because this is playoffs. And you don't get to pick and choose when you want to tackle anymore. You have to bring him down. You have to bring him down collectively as a defense. So you start wearing on their secondary, then all of a sudden your pass game picks up. That's what Ryan Tannehill really wants. That's why he's been doing so well. It's because of Derrick Henry and the fact that this dude can look at somebody at coming down the pipe and throw a perfect dart. It, it is amazing to think about. So you think that because of Derrick Henry, this game will end up closer than maybe people expect against the Ravens? 
Absolutely. I know Earl Thomas is like, oh, listen, we're going to bring him down. But I watched Earl Thomas play the Browns this year, and I saw what Nick Chubb did to them. Yeah. Listen, this is a bigger dude. You don't really understand what you're getting involved with until you're in the middle of the game. Now, I think that Lamar will absolutely have a better chance to win because they're at home. He's really comfortable right now. They know what they're doing. They're kind of fine-tuning this offense. But look for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill to be like, listen, man, we got nothing to lose. We're going to keep this game as close as we can, as long as we can. We're talking to NFL veteran Alex Boone. So the other question I have for you is, the Ravens, some of their top players have not played a serious game for three weeks. You know, they took off the final week of the season after they'd already clinched the number one seed. They've got the bye week uh, for the uh, the wild card round, and now they're coming back uh, trying to be fresh. They're going to be fresh. But how much can that impact your timing if you sit out from full speed for three weeks? I said this two weeks ago. I've never seen this. I've never seen a team rest their starters for two weeks. It's just because the timing is off at times. You're right. And not only that, but sometimes when the body hasn't really been taken to the level of going live in a long time, when you get there, number one, you're kind of rusty. Number two, you're kind of like, hey, listen, it's been a while. Maybe we should ooze into this, not just kickstart it right away. So it's going to be interesting to see. If they come out sputtering, I think everyone's going to be like, boy, that was a bad idea taking two weeks off. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big storyline depending on how they start off. All right, let's go into Sunday's games. Uh, the early game on Sunday, uh, we've got uh, – what do we got going on? We've got the uh, – well, the late game. Let's start with the late game because I think that's the one that's most intriguing. We've got the Packers going up against uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks yeah. on the road. you got two Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks. What do you anticipate seeing in this one? It's the one that the odds makers would tell us is the most even. Uh, the Seahawks are around a four-and-a-half-point favorite. You know what? I, I, I like this game a lot. I think it's going to come down to what the quarterbacks do. But not, more importantly, if one guy on the defensive side of the ball can show up and just disrupt the quarterback a little bit, right? Like if Davian Clowney really comes on and says, hey, listen, this is my coming out party, and I'm going to show you how this is done. I could see Russell Wilson going out there with the DK Metcalf and having another 150-yard day. But then you got to think like Mike Patton, dude, he knows exactly how to attack this offense. He knows exactly how to contain Russ. And Russ doesn't have some really important guys up front. That, to me, always is concerning because if you can get to Russ early and often, dude, that's the entire game for them right now. Uh, are you concerned at all about the offensive line and their ability to, to block for Russell Wilson? I mean, like – the injuries there, they can't really – they don't really have much of a running game. I know they got beast mode back, but the injuries right. they've had at the running back position, it means that you don't really necessarily have to respect the big play potential coming out of their backfield, right? No, that's for sure. I mean, I don't think you think beast mode's going to run for a 99-yard touchdown, but I think that when you talk about the formula against Russ, a lot of people have shown you how to do it. You just have to contain him. You don't have to go crazy after him. Don't be like, listen, guys, pin your ears back. Enjoy the day. No, no, this is more of a chess game. We're not playing checkers this week, all right? We're going to contain him in this pocket because the minute he feels it closing and he can't get out, that's when you see him get all, like, crazy and, like, look around and what's going on. And, and then all of a sudden, then you apply pressure even more. You're down one of their best left tackles right now in the league. I mean, if you can get pressure on Russ, the game will be over. The 49ers, you played for them. Uh, this is unique territory for them. Jimmy Garoppolo has never started a playoff game before. They're the overall number one seed. Vikings have a short week. I want to start there. How much of a difference, if at all, do you think it makes that the Vikings played on Sunday and now they have to turn around and travel all the way across the country and play on Saturday? Does that impact the way your body feels? No, nah, it does. 
But I think that when you're talking about playoff football, number one, your body like responds so fast. It's like being 18 years old again. It's so fun. Like you just somehow like wake up the next day, like I'm ready to go, guys. Let's do this. But you talk about a team that now has so much momentum, so much momentum after beating a phenomenal Saints team. And you look at the 49ers and you're like, well, you guys took a week off. So you've been sitting in idle for a while. What team becomes more dangerous? And especially because Mike Zimmer could still pull the, hey, listen, people still don't respect this card. Look where we have to go. Look what we have to do right now. You start getting this team pissed off and they have a lot of fuel on the fire right now. So you like the Vikings to keep this game close against the 49ers on the road? Oh, absolutely. I think the final score is going to be 17-13. I think this is going to be a slugfest dogfight. Who can get to the quarterback first? Who makes the least amount of mistakes? And I think more importantly, what coach can pull their team out of a really tough situation? Like when something goes haywire, who's going to be the first one to be like, listen, guys, we're fine. Let's just get back to the game plan. Once you do that, you're good. So I'm curious on on this angle too. Uh, Adam Thielen somehow gets uh, a cut, like a pretty severe cut on his ankle and has to get stitches. I think the assumption is he's going to play, but you've been in these practices where you're trying to get ready for the playoffs. How in the world do you get a severe injury like that? When you saw this story and you hear that a guy has to get stitches because of something that happened to him in practice during a playoff week, are you as confused by how that happens as uh, as many of us are? Oh, the first thing I thought was who's getting cut. There's yeah. somebody for sure. Like, like who didn't see Thielen running the smoke route down the sideline and got in his way? Like, of all the times, this has to be Minnesota's luck because you look back at their playoff stretch and there's so many things bad. I mean, look, Blair Walsh kick, just kicks a ball oh, yeah. all the way to the left. I mean, dude, these guys have not had worse luck. But now all of a sudden you talk about hey, listen, we got Dalvin back after a really bad injury. We're all hitting on all cylinders. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, our star receiver somehow got tripped up by some idiot in practice. Like, how does that happen? You're, you're with us, though, right? I mean, like, that's, that's something that should never happen, especially during a playoff week where you're probably trying to limit contact uh, to find a way. And also with a guy who's had a hamstring issue all year, you would think you're even trying to be even more careful than normal based on that. I've never seen something like this, and especially because one of the big things is you never hear about guys really getting cut open like that, like having to get stitches, stuff like that, especially somewhere out of nowhere. So you must have really gotten cleated by somebody, and I guarantee you that person right now is like, dude, I may have crossed this this season. Yeah, it, it's absolutely wild. So as you look with these eight teams that are left right now, we're talking to Alex Boone, NFL veteran. How would you break down? Who do you think are the two best teams? Who's the best from the AFC and who's the best from the NFC as you project now? I think for sure in the AFC, you have to give a lot of respect to the Ravens. I think that what they do on offense is exciting. I think a lot of people don't know how to stop it, but the answer is really kind of staring at everybody right in the face. I think just everybody refuses to look at it, and they think it's a lot harder than it is. But when you turn around and look at their defense, what they do by applying pressure and how they can stop the run with just their front four and how they can do things with the back end, this team is very dangerous. And when you turn around and you look, and what the Niners have done all year, and a lot of people have counted them out all year and been like, oh, what has Jimmy done? Jimmy's won games by himself, and he's proven it. And they've gone in and they've lost some really tough games to some really tough teams. But I like what they do on offense, and I love what George Kittle brings to this offense. And I think that if he has a day, it's going to be dangerous for people playing against them. What's the difference for people out there who watch NFL football all year long, absolutely love it, know that there's a difference when you get into the postseason? How much more is the intensity ratcheted up compared to a regular season game? We know already every game matters in the NFL, but when you get into the postseason, 
What's the difference in feel? What's the difference in intensity? Oh, it's huge. You feel it, too. And as much as we try to blow it off, like, hey, listen, it's just another game, you tell yourself that because you don't want to make a mistake in the biggest moment of your life. And you're like, you know what? It's just another day, dude. Don't get too excited. But you feel the pressure on your back. You know that, hey, listen, if this goes wrong, it's the end. And sometimes you're looking around and you're like, this may be the last time this team is ever together. And if we're going to do this, this is now our last chance. So it puts pressure on you internally, and then you get there, and sometimes when you're the road team, you enjoy it because you're like, listen, man, it's just us. Burn the boats, right? Like, we're going to do what we got to do, and then we'll do what we got to do to get the hell out of here. But when you're the home team and you're a number one seed, man, there's a lot of pressure because people are like, are they going to fall? Did they get there on purpose? Was it an accident? Was it, was it luck? What was it? This is real fun football. How long does it take for you to calm down in a playoff game and just be ready to play? Like when you're when for you personally, and we're talking to Alex Boone, NFL veteran, when you would go out onto the field for a really, really big game, how long did it take till you got kind of your breath and you got control of your emotions? Everybody's a little bit different, but for you personally, what was it like in those moments before kickoff and right after kickoff started? I mean, once you got that first hit, and that's why I always enjoyed starting the game with a run play, because it was kind of like me versus you, and I think the defense almost enjoyed it too. Like, they would have rather seen who was the toughest on the first play, but once you get that first hit, it's like everybody comes down to earth, and we're like, okay, here we go again. But then all of a sudden, you're kind of walking again on eggshells, because you're like, man, I mean, I remember getting to the line sometimes, and we played some tough games up in Seattle, and you were like, you could not hear a were nothing and everything was just jumbled around you and you're constantly thinking what am I thinking the right play am I going the right way can anybody hear me what are we doing I mean it gets so intense that at times you're like listen I almost want to tap out of this (laughs) enjoy the games my man uh this weekend fantastic hit appreciate look forward to talking to you again dude can't wait thanks so much that is Alex Boone NFL veteran breaking down NFL uh playoff games for us he's fired up Sound like he's ready to, to line up and take somebody out. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we head up to Baltimore now. Chad Withrow, 104.5 The Zone. My buddy is up there getting ready. Are you staying for the game, Withrow? Are you flying back beforehand? I am staying for the game this time. No need to fly to Omaha uh, from Baltimore this go-around. So I will be uh, in M&T Bank Stadium, which I can actually pretty much see from my hotel room right now, uh, for Saturday night's game. Is there a uh, sort of palpable at all sense that there's a big game going on there Saturday, or uh, is it still kind of uh, still kind of quiet? It's early. Uh, we got in late last night, so didn't really get a chance to get a sense of the city yet. Uh, we uh, we're gonna do our show for back in Nashville uh, today at uh, at Tin Roof up here in Baltimore, so we'll know a lot better then. I will say this though, Clay, uh, just talking with the Titans and talking to some fans, there's a lot more fans making the shorter a flight up to Baltimore for this game. A lot of them are coming in Saturday morning uh, for the game, but uh, I, I think the, you know, the Titans are going to have a big fan rally up here. I, I would not be surprised to see a lot of Titans fans that make the trip. Um, and a week ago in, in New England, it was amazing for a, a team in a, a region that's had so much success, the Patriots. Pretty much everyone we talked to that either covers that team or was a fan of that team was almost certain the Patriots would lose to the Titans. Yeah. In that game, they they had no they had a they had no confidence going into it. I think that's the opposite 
uh, with this Baltimore team and, and what they've done this year, and, and rightfully so. They're the best team in the NFL. Is We were talking earlier on the show about the fact that Derrick Henry had over 12,000 rushing yards in high school, and everybody out there who is listening to us right now that watched him at Alabama saw that level of dominance with him as well. But do you get the sense that the Titans maybe are surprised, <laughs> even though they drafted him in the second round, that he's kind of starting to do in the NFL the exact same thing that he did at Alabama? And it's funny because all the Alabama fans out there were always upset that the Titans weren't using Derrick Henry enough. And now it kind of feels like, you know what, they were right. Yeah, it was uh, – well, I think it's twofold, though, Clay. I do think that, you know, they weren't using him correctly, but I also think that Derrick Henry wasn't utilizing the offense correctly. Uh, John Glennon and uh, Joe Rexrode for The Athletic that cover the team here in Nashville, uh, they, they had a great piece up this week about the transformation of Derrick Henry. You know, a year ago, you go back to this game last year against Baltimore where Marcus Mariota got sacked 11 times and the Titans got blown out at home by Joe Flacco. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson just played a few snaps in that game. Then that game against the Patriots, where Derrick Henry in the second half kind of had his coming out party and started the great second half of that season. In that game, David Flewellen was getting more carries early in that game than Derrick Henry. That's how out the Titans were. Oh, they were, gonna, they were trying to trade him, was the reports before uh, last season, like that they just basically yeah, they were, had decided you, he doesn't fit. They, they were using Deion Lewis more. Uh, they didn't have any faith in him at all. They didn't have any faith in him at all. And, and uh, that, that piece of the Athletic does a good job, Clay, of showing, uh, talking to his running back coach, talking to a lot of different people, that because of his athletic ability, he was always, he grew accustomed at Alabama and in high school, of course, to always looking for the cutback lane and not just taking what's in front of him. And that got him in trouble. Remember all the like two and three yard losses yeah. early in his career? Uh, he got away from that because he started seeing what was there. He started understanding the offense more, understanding when to, cut, when to take the cutback lane and when to just go. And I think a conversation he had with Eddie George yeah. uh, had a lot to do with that. You know, Eddie George said, you need to run like you, and I know Eddie's a buddy of yours too, but Eddie said, look, you're, you need to run like your career depends on it because it does. Yeah. And you, you need to take what's there. And once he started doing that, he became more of a wrecking ball for this offense. He's always had the big plays, Brett. He's always one of the fastest guys on the field. But now that he's running with such power and he's getting to the hole so much quicker, I mean, he's one of the best offensive weapons in the league. There's, there's no doubt about it. And it was, it's crazy to think back just a, a year ago midseason where Derrick Henry was. He was being shopped. David Flewellen and Deion Lewis were getting more carries. And now he's one of the best weapons in the NFL. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. It, it, what it really kind of boils down to is he's learned that getting two or three yards is a good play. And, right. uh, and, and I think that maybe that was different from what all the success that he had at, uh, at, at college and certainly in high school. It's, you know, I'm never going to just be a two or three yard runner. And what he's, I think, found out is if you stack some of those two and three yard runs, it gives you the opportunity to bang the big one every now and then. Uh, and uh, and it keeps the team from having to be constantly in second and third and long because you're losing yardage on plays. He almost never loses yards on runs now. Uh, all right, so what do you expect? The line is up to 10. You're in Baltimore getting ready for this game, nine and a half. Uh, the Ravens are a big favorite. Is it a close game? I think it is a close game. I do not think the Titans win, 
But I think that the rust factor, you know, the three Lamar weeks Jackson off. Yeah. and the starters, yeah, resting, the three weeks off, I do think the Titans uh, will, will be in this game in the second half. And I think they're in the game in the fourth quarter, in fact. Uh, I think the Titans are going to come out and play well. Now, for the Titans to win up here in Baltimore, they're going to have to play possibly their best game of the year uh, to pull that off. And it is possible. Uh, but I think Baltimore is just – they're just so difficult to stop. And, and no one's really done it. Uh, this year because of the way they run that offense, because of Lamar Jackson's ability to not just get yardage with his leg, but break the game open with his legs. Uh, I think the Ravens win. I think the Titans cover. Here's a, an interesting subplot as well. I don't. I can't imagine this has ever happened in an NFL game before. There are going to be five guys who won the Heisman Trophy in uniform. You've got Mark Ingram, RG3 and Lamar Jackson for the Ravens, Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry for the Titans. I can't imagine there's ever been a game played anywhere where there's been five Heisman Trophy winners all on the field at the same time. That's a little bit of a subplot there. All right, what about the other games? Uh, You got the Vikings on the road against the 49ers. They are around a seven-point underdog. You've got the Texans on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. They are around a 10-point underdog underdog nine and a half or ten there as well and then the game up in Lambeau with uh, Russell Wilson going up against Aaron Rodgers with the uh, Seahawks around a four and a half point underdog those are according to Fox bet which I'm looking at right now who's the most likely to pull the upset off of those three teams that I just ran through I think I would probably pick Houston uh the the weather factor in that game I know there's a possibility for snow with some bad weather throws me off a little bit but uh, is it too easy just to pick all the home teams? No, but I, I mean, feel look, like the, all the home teams are home substantial favorites. Yeah, I, I think this is a home team week, Clay. Last week was a visiting team week. Uh, I think this is a, a home team week. I, I'm, I'm taking the home teams and all these. If I had to pick one that I could see going in and winning, I, I think it's Houston going to Kansas City. But I, I like the home teams in the other games. All right, what about uh, Mike Leach to Mississippi State? How big of a oh, deal is this? It's amazing. Think about the coaching roster in the SEC West. I mean, not that it wasn't already great. Yeah. But you add in the state of Mississippi, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. Um, I think this has epic potential for Mississippi State. Does it have winning the SEC West potential? I don't think so. But they're going to be so relevant now in such a test for teams because they're going to be so different uh, from the other teams in that, in that division. And, of course, Mike Leach's personality is going to lend itself to a lot. I mean, thinking about that Egg Bowl matchup now with those two personalities, butting heads and recruiting in that state and everything else that's going to go on, I I think it's a terrific hire for Mississippi State. And you think the other finalists were uh, Todd Grantham and Steve Sarkeesian? Yeah. I saw that those were two of the finalists. I mean, think of that decision. Like, you're down to Steve Sarkeesian, Todd Grantham, and Mike Leach, just how different those guys are. And what what a different direction for your program that is. Uh, I think it's a terrific hire by Mississippi State. I think that Mike Leach thrives in places like Starkville, Mississippi, and Pullman, Washington, and Lubbock, Texas, these sort of football outposts. And I think he's going to do a great job for State. And I think him versus Lane Kiffin is going to be great theater every single season. Yeah, there's no doubt. And also, it's a great laboratory test because for so long people have said, okay, how would Mike Leach do? And I know it's not 100% fair because he's still going to Mississippi State, which is you know sort of the runt of the SEC West, let's be honest. Um, when you look at all those other programs, they aren't on an equal footing in terms of their ability to compete. But 
Mike Leach has never been on an equal footing at Texas Tech or at Washington State either, and he's had historic success at those programs. So how will Leach's uh, abilities and coaching uh, style and everything else that he brings to bear apply in the SEC? We've had a little bit of a test case when he was the offensive coordinator with uh, Kentucky when they were walking around in those air raid uh, helmets uh, back in the day like uh, with Tim Couch, which was a fun and entertaining uh, style of uh, football that they brought to bear there. But how will he do actually running his own program? That's going to be fun to watch. I think he's going to do a great job there. You know, a year ago, Clay, or two years ago, excuse me, the, uh, when John Curry was courting him to go to Tennessee, uh, there was a lot of speculation about could he handle Knoxville. You know, there's a lot more media members that cover the University of Tennessee, and Knoxville's a much bigger place than Starkville. So I can understand the questions about how a personality like that would mesh with that big of a job. And I'm not downplaying Mississippi State as a job. It's, it's in the SEC, but Starkville's a different place than Knoxville. And the media attention is far different than for Tennessee. So just like we were talking about, I think that his outpost style for college football will work in Starkville. And what does he need to succeed? He needs some decent receivers, and he needs a quarterback who can run his system. Yeah, You can find that in Mississippi. You can find that in the South. Now, what you can also find at Mississippi State is a great defense. They've shown that over the years. If he can bring in or hire the right defensive coordinator, and he can have guys on his staff that can recruit and develop, if they just have a decent defense, they're going to have a shot to win some big games in the SEC West because of Mike Leach's offense if he's able to bring in that quarterback that he needs. And there's plenty of skilled players in the South that he can pick from. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that the overall quality of player he has will increase. I think the question is, will it increase enough to increase alongside of how much better the quality of play will be in the SEC compared to the Pac-12 and the Big 12? Uh, all right, uh, we've got the national title game going on down in New Orleans uh, on Monday between Clemson and LSU. What do you think is, uh, is likely to happen in that game? Which side would you take? I mean, I'm taking LSU, but, I mean, this is, this it's an is epic such battle. A, a mammoth matchup that it's, uh, it's really hard to pick one way or the other. I mean, what is the advantage of Dabo being in this game before? You know, if you're, if you're looking for, we can talk about all the matchups and everything else, but what is the actual tangible value of a guy who's been there and done that and played very well in this game versus a coach and a coaching staff that's preparing – for this type of, what, two-and-a-half-week layoff or whatever it is? 16 days, yeah. For the first time, um, that that's something I want to watch early in this game. I think LSU's the better team. They've been the better team all year. It's why they were the number one team in the country. Uh, but I, I, it's tough to pick against Dabo and Clemson in this game. It's tough to pick against uh, Trevor Lawrence and those guys after what we saw a year ago uh, against Alabama in this game. So it, it's tough to pick. I, I'm leaning LSU right now, Clay, but – I am curious to see what type of factor that is with Clemson and, and that coaching staff having done this numerous times now. Well, what's wild is if Joe Burrow wins and LSU gets to 15-0, and I think it's probably the greatest single season in college football history. If Trevor Lawrence wins and his gets his second national championship, he's still undefeated, Clemson wins their 30th game in a row – then we're talking about Trevor Lawrence coming back for year three, trying to win a third straight title before he goes number one overall, which would be the greatest single season potentially in college football history. Good stuff as always. Chad Withrow, appreciate you joining us. 
Yeah, and play, by the way, possibly the greatest single quarterback career in history with Trevor Lawrence we're looking at. Yeah. In, in this next game in a year, too. So, yeah. thanks for having me. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.